control of the airwaves just by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, all right. So uh, 800-259-9231. Uh, of course, there's lots to discuss. The Middle East situation still blowing up. Heating uh, up. More to be said about that. But I wanted to give everybody a quick update on what's going on with our friend Adam Miller, who, or actually uh, Ademo uh, is what he prefers to be called these days. But Ademo is uh, currently still in jail. He's in for 60 days on a so-called contempt of court charge for daring to speak out and uh, in court and let the, uh, the the bureaucrats know how he feels about what they were doing, how they're hurting people, how they're hurting peaceful people. He was verbally disruptive in a courtroom and they gave him a 60-day sentence for it. Um, yeah, it rather know, than just removing him. You're right. Any any other room in America, you would have been asked to leave and if you didn't leave, then you would have been, uh, you know, forcibly, uh, you know, tossed out. But because it's the special room, you get 60 yeah. days in jail for it. So uh, the news today is that he did. He was able to finally make a phone call today. I guess he's he's been on segregation, uh, lockdown, twenty three hours a day. They let him out for an hour, and he was able to. He was able to. I guess remember my phone number. He called up, and apparently he did decide to eat something this morning, which is good because he's pretty much been in there all week uh, since Tuesday morning. So that's good news, and uh, so he's eating a little bit, and he was concerned about you know whether or not. He was concerned about what to do. You know, does he get put in general population? Does he uh, just you know be a little more uncooperative and uh, stay in segregation? Uh, should he eat? I didn't really have too much time to talk with him because he was again uh, he was on my my cell phone basically, and I tried to give him the landline phone number. Uh, so he has that now to the studio. So hopefully he's going to be in general population. From what I understand, he has taken the medical test. He has you know been cooperative uh with the with his captors which means they may let him into general population which means that he should be able to be out and about in a day room at some point they're expecting it's going to be at some point this evening so we may hear from a demo at some point tonight that that is a distinct possibility maybe it'll be tomorrow or or some other time this weekend but either way, we're going to keep you in the loop with, uh, with, with what's going on with him. People are concerned. Uh, that I believe there are at least a couple people coming up here to Keene uh, to, to help out with things, even if, even if they're not staying permanently. Uh, they're coming up here out of uh, concern for a demo. So just wanted to give you all an update on, on what's going on with him. 800-259-9231 is the phone number. Of course, there, uh, as we mentioned, lots happening out in Egypt. And still, uh, there's still news, you know, from back here in, at home. They're bringing back, apparently, talk about so-called national service. We definitely should talk about that at some point here if we get a chance this evening. Uh, but first, the Egypt update for you here where curfew has failed uh, to stop Egypt's yeah. protests. They're just, they're just walking all over that curfew. Nobody's bothering to try to... to you know, enforce that. The government told them not to come out and protest, and they did it anyway? Mm. They sure did. And if I don't know if y'all have seen any of the video footage uh, from today or from yesterday or what has been It looks been a lot on. like a riot. I mm. haven't seen that. I saw what some some people claimed was what set it off was the guy getting shot. Did, uh, have you seen the video where the guy got shot? It was shortly before the internet was shut down. No. A I lot didn't. of people... Um, it was... It was pretty disturbing, and I think uh, some people claim that that was part of what led them to shutting the internet down. 
So they the, didn't want people to see see things, images like that that nope. would set them off. The video is pretty. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of video out there. Al Jazeera is broadcasting quite a bit of it, just consistently putting that out there. Uh, Russia Today also on the ball and you know doing some some good reporting on this on the ground. But huge crowds of people, and it's it's nice to be able to play it back because you can't hear anybody yelling the f bomb or the s bomb because uh, it's <laughs> you know it's over in. Uh, the well, East. they probably are actually, but we just yes, don't know <laughs> exactly. And uh, just just mad, uh, you know, crowds, angry people, uh, angry police as well, clashing uh, with one another. And there's one scene in the in a Russia Today clip where there's this uh, police van of some sort with a guy with a gun that's out, uh, basically coming out the top of it, shooting at people. I don't. I have no idea if it's actually like a like an actual weapon that can kill people or if they're firing beanbag rounds. They're firing real bullets out there and killing people. Absolutely. They may very well have been in that particular circumstance yeah. using beanbag rounds or rubber bullets or whatever. But um, yeah, they're killing people in Egypt. So it's pretty crazy. And I mean, if you were the head of a country and this was going on in your country and it looked very much and, and you've already sent your son off to safety in some other place and it looked very much like your your cushy 30 year job that you've had where you've you've been able to do what you want and get what you want and mm-hmm. make whatever kind of money you want and everybody kisses your ring. What are you? You have the force of the guns of government on your side. You're not going to shoot a few people to keep it. It's just a. There's this scene with this guy shooting out the top of this uh, van, and he just looks so lonely because there's a huge crowd of people around who just don't seem to care uh, that much. They chase after the van. There's a line of cops. Uh, So clearly, there's a fairly large uh, police presence in many of these places, but the crowd. Is tremendous. The, the cops have been chased out at this point. They've uh, they sent the military in. The crowd has welcomed the military, um, but what's that mean? Why why don't they welcome the military? Well, when you think about the mindset of uh, the two organizations, the military is a little less likely to use violence upon its own people. If you understand, if, if that, that's not their job, I guess. Yeah, their job least, is to use violence usually. on other people Mm. uh the police it's their job to use violence on their own people and you know whether those people are committing crimes or not or police police follow the rules that they're given and if the rules are go out and (laughs) and really crack those uh uh, well uh, largely i think they do and that's that's mostly what your complaint is is that police follow the orders that they are given Thousands of protesters in the Egyptian cities of Cairo, Alexandria, and Suez have uh, defied a nighttime curfew and continued with demonstrations demanding an end to Hosni Mubarak's 30-year presidency. Speaking on national television, the president said he'd ordered the government to step down and that he would name a new government on Saturday. I don't think that's what they want. No, no. The people don't want a new government um, that includes uh, Hosni Mubarak. They want a new government without him. Military armored vehicles. Now, the, I've, I've heard interviews and stuff, and of course the people who are being interviewed can say whatever they want, but they're saying they want freedom and democracy, and you know, that's what uh, you know, the, the claim is. So, uh, and by the way, there's actually an update on one of the, uh, the people that we have interviewed in the past on this program mm, who was yeah. living over in India. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Uh, but military armored vehicles rolled onto the streets in the capital on Friday night in a bid to quell the protests, but buildings have been set alight. And violent, Government buildings. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, and violent clashes continue after a day of unprecedented anger. This is a really quite a subdued riot. Um, these people are essentially just out in the street. They're not doing that much. There's been as far some, as destroying storefronts or things. Right. Like that. There's been some some very interesting video, and they're certainly after government buildings. But these are what they're claiming is is these are middle class people. These are working you know working class and middle class mm-hmm. people. These aren't the uh, the peasants that don't have jobs that have risen up. These are people these that. Are that are trying to work. They're trying to get stuff done. And the government stands every step of the way uh, with its hand out and its boot on their neck. Yeah, these people are sick and tired of uh, this government over there. And it's, of course, a big parallel between, or I guess not really parallel, but I I guess a a difference uh, between there and here and why you don't see stuff like this happening here. And again, I don't recommend violence as a solution. We've talked about that a number of times, just to reiterate it. But one of the reasons why you don't see these things happening in America is because the political system here gives people hope and it, it gives them this false hope, this, uh, this belief that, well, we can change things. If we just work harder or give more money to a candidate or bring the right candidates in, then we can stop the tyranny. They may perceive that the government in America is doing things that are wrong. It's, it's a brilliant tactic, actually, yeah. to give you I – mean, if, you if you were defending a castle, you would have uh, – you would make the, the, the most well-defended ramparts that look, the, look like the place to get in, and then you would defend the actual vulnerable spots. We'll come back with more on this and uh, take your calls and thoughts as well at 800-259-9231. And then, of course, there's the, the whole cyber war aspect of this, uh, the cyber war ramping up again. Uh, We'll explain what that means here and take your calls and thoughts at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can bring up anything you want dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find on our website totally free. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to see it and edit virtually anything that you see. Go to, again, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Sack. Mark, what is the Sack? Totasack is a retail grocery bag carrier. They call it the One Trip Wonder. It's for hauling grocery bags, and you can haul a bunch of different things with it. Uh, anything that will fit onto its hook. It's made of completely recycled materials right here in the United States, and it just makes carrying tasks, especially carrying the groceries, a heck of a lot easier. And once you have one, you'll just be surprised. Wow, I, I, I don't want to not carry. I don't want to carry groceries without the Totasack. Go to totasack.us, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us, and um, get yourself a family pack there. 
All right, 800-259-9231. We are uh, giving you the, some of the latest, and there's a lot, obviously, going on in Egypt right now. There's no way we can give it the kind of coverage that it deserves, but luckily... Uh, oh, don't worry. The cable news channels are covering it wall-to-wall. Oh, are they? I've heard that the mainstream media is whitewashing it. Oh, they may be whitewashing. It doesn't mean they're not using that. That footage is amazing. I see. There's things on fire. There's things getting uh, car, vehicles getting flipped over. There's uh, buildings getting set up set ablaze. You can believe they're using the the uh, the, the footage. They can't. The, the temptation is too great to resist that kind of sensationalism. The ratings potential of that is, you know, they will. I'm sure they'll try to whitewash the story however they can. And yeah, I haven't be- actually seen any uh, domestic coverage of this. I have not looked for it. Uh, all the coverage I've been aware of has been russia today and al jazeera and other international uh news networks right well the thing they don't want you to say is that every single one of the dictators in every single one of these countries around the world where you're seeing these uprisings and have seen these uprisings are people that the united states government has supported and supported Mm -hmm. to the tune of tens of billions in some case hundreds of billions of dollars so yeah, absolutely. They don't want to say, "Look, these are the United States government sock puppets mm-hmm. in these uh, these uh, U.S. client states that are getting kicked out of office, that are fleeing as their buildings are ablaze." They don't want to say that because, I mean, it may very well be that uh, you know it, it it's going to spread. I don't know where it's going to spread to, but as it spreads, they don't want it to spread here. I don't want it to spread here. No. So Al Jazeera's Ayman uh, Mohyeldin, reporting from Cairo, said that several police vehicles were also set ablaze. In addition to the looting of numerous government buildings, uh, many government buildings also set on fire. And firefighters did not even appear to be in the streets. Uh, before Mubarak's announcement, Egypt's parliamentary speaker said the president remained in control of the country. Sure doesn't look like it. Uh, despite chaos engulfing the capital and other cities. It's interesting, this whole idea of government and uh, their control and that kind of thing. I mean, I don't think anyone would doubt the United States government is con- in control in the United States. I mean, that's that's kind of that would be a foregone conclusion. I don't agree. I think that what we are in uh, in the whole world is in a state of anarchy. And that you have these these uh, groups of people that have uh, anointed themselves or they've been anointed by people and that they claim to be in control and they they exert a a certain amount of stabilizing force. I won't doubt that, but I I think that they're uh, far more destabilizing in many ways. So. Um, you know the the idea that, um, that their control only works because people go along with it. Indeed, but I, I what I, I'd like to look at look at Afghanistan is probably the best example. They've got this uh, this Karzai fella over there that they've called the, uh, the 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 chief wahoo over in Afghanistan, but he's really just the mayor of the the big town there. What is it, Kabul? Um, mm, it's one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just the mayor of that town. He's got no control in the rest of the country, but they call him the president. Mm-hmm. Well, Somebody about- says it, but he doesn't. He can't. He can't have things done. He might be able to send out some like you know little militia force to go get something done in some other uh, province, but essentially he's really nothing. Yeah, he's a he's a figurehead basically, and and it's in their best interest to uh, to propagate this idea that they are in control, even when. Clearly, if you've seen the video footage, they are desperate. Right. Well, in in the case of Afghanistan, they put the guy in control. They call him the president. He's the president, everybody. In the case of Somalia, there are people fighting for control of the country, and none of them are anointed by the State Department. So therefore, they have anarchy in Somalia. Do you understand? 
Like, you know, <laughs> Somalia is ruled just as much by tyrannical warlords as any as so many other countries around the world. But because one of those warlords isn't a sock puppet for the United, uh, for the U.S. State Department, then there's a state of anarchy in Somalia. Oh, if you libertarians don't like government so much, well, why don't you go to Somalia? Catch you some some cholera. You know, I mean, this is how the uh, this is how people uh, attack the ideas of liberty. Matters are safe in the hands of Hosni Mubarak, and he will act, and you will see these actions, said Egypt's parliamentary speaker. <laughs> I'm Friday's, sure he will act, and I'm sure you will see some of his actions. Friday's Probably the, relatively soon, in the next couple of days, you'll see his, his uh, last act is getting on the plane and flying out of Egypt. Did, yeah, the, the, I, I haven't been looking in the last couple hours for updates, but as of a few hours ago, he was expected to give a speech and hadn't shown up. Does anybody know if he had actually given that speech? I don't know. Uh, I'm curious about that. Friday's demonstrations involving tens of thousands of people. Last I heard, he had not given that speech, but I couldn't tell you for sure if he showed up. Please let us know if uh, you know better. Uh, we're the biggest and bloodiest in four consecutive days of protests against Mubarak's government. Uh, Al Jazeera reporter from the port city of Alexandria said the protesters there were also defying the curfew. In the eastern city of Suez, at least 11 people were killed and 170 wounded. At least 1,030 people were wounded during just Friday's protests, uh, some in serious condition with bullet wounds, according to medical sources. They didn't get those from uh, rubber bullets. Police officers were also wounded, uh, but numbers were not not immediately clear. As darkness fell, tracked armored cars took up positions in key cities. It wasn't immediately clear what role it would play or how troops would react to the protesters. And uh, the state media reported that the armed forces started to deploy forces in the governance of Cairo, Alexandria, and Suez as a first stage in implementing the decree, imposing a curfew starting from 6 p.m. However, hundreds of people thronged around a military vehicle in Cairo. Uh, at one point, tanks cordoned off the British and American embassies, and protesters had previously chanted slogans calling for the army to support them, complaining of police violence during clashes in which security forces fired tear gas and rubber bullets. So apparently rubber bullets are being used in some oh, yeah. uh, instances. I wouldn't claim that they weren't. Where's the army? Come and see what the police is doing to us. We want the army. We want the army, shouted protesters before police fired tear gas on them. And uh, in fact, the, the article goes on to say that at some point, some police officers took off their uniforms and actually joined the ranks of the protesters. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, it goes on to uh, to talk about some of the other things that have gone on. Uh, the government attempting to crack as many heads as they possibly can, uh, but people are still coming out no matter what the curfew says. They're disobeying in a massive way in Egypt right now. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts are welcome. Uh, we'll take your calls about anything, and then later we'll tell you about the cyber war aspect of this because there's a whole other battle going on that doesn't involve people in the streets this is free talk live how does a cruise to bermuda sound how about a cruise to bermuda with stefan molyneux west bertrand of complete liberty and me this cruise isn't just a convention on the water it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it the boat has an ice skating rink rock climbing wall miniature golf and much more the ship leaves bayonne new jersey in november 2011 but you need to reserve your berth now there is low as $535 double occupancy, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 
dial in toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you'll find that the features, uh, we give them to you, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page, last week's worth. And then you click into the archive section, and that'll take you all the way back to late 2006 uh, over at freetalklive.com. The Free Talk Live archives, uh, again, go way back, and they're all brought to you totally free by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and more than 4,500 templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Get 24-7 technical support, 45-day money-back guarantee, 99.9% uptime guarantee, an easy-to-use control panel, and the first month completely free at Hostgator. Freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here in a moment with more Egypt uh, updates, uh, specifically in the, the cyber war aspect of things. But Chris is on the line in Michigan. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hey, guys. I'll uh, keep it short because I'm interested in the topic you're talking about here. But I got a minor state complaint uh, to place on the air. I had to wait till Friday to do it because, well, I work all week long and I listen to your show, and I think my boss would frown upon me calling you guys in the middle of my shift. So. Sure. Uh, to give you a slight bit of background on this, a little over six months ago, my daughter was born. and uh, Congratulations. Anyways, thank you much. And uh, we had to get the birth certificate filled out and all that stuff to the hospital, you know. And uh, one of the state, uh, the state of Michigan in this case, not just the state in general, uh, grievances that we ran into was my uh, fiancé was uh, divorced within 10 months of her conceiving my child, evidently in the state of Michigan. If you conceive a baby within 10 months of your divorce finalized, they, by default, put your ex-husband's name on the birth certificate, which honestly doesn't mean much to me because the birth certificate, the whole shebang, it's a bunch of paperwork to me, and I really don't care about it. I kind of try to live my life uh, uninterrupted as possible from the state. But uh, to her, to my fiancé, it meant a little bit. And uh, so we got that. Well, wait a minute. Let me see uh, if I'm following you here. The sure. ex-husband's name, whose it's not his child, his name is on the birth certificate. Exactly. It's... Uh, in the state of Michigan, and <laughs> there could be some problems with that. Oh yeah, he wasn't real happy about it either. I don't blame him. It's not his kid; he's the responsibility for it. Um, what ends up happening is, uh, yeah, if you can see within ten months of your divorce being finalized, the <laughs> hospital and the state goes by default whatever was last on the marriage record. So if you've not been remarried, which in this case, even though she's my fiance, we're getting married. We're not officially getting married. It's mm-hmm. more of a ceremony because I don't want the state involved with our marriage. And she's happy with it, too, obviously. She's been divorced once, and you know, the whole problems that causes. So we get this taken care of, and uh cost me about $600 to do it. We had to get the uh, – uh, we had hired an attorney and had them amend a divorce decree to say that she was not, in fact, uh, pregnant during the finalization of the divorce, and it's a whole pain. Anyway, wow. got through all that. Yeah, it was Why do they care process. whether or not uh, she was pregnant during the finalization of the divorce? I, I guess the argument they tried to come up with against it was that uh, they say that way, you know, deadbeat husbands can say it's not my kid, we're divorced or something like that, which doesn't make any sense to me because you have here me, a guy that's saying I'm going to take full responsibility for this child, yeah. my daughter. This is my kid. But, Put my name on there. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. They, they don't seem to care about it. So we go through all the bureaucracy and red tape and get that taken care of. It takes six months about uh, 
He said, I'll take care of. Finally get it done. And, you know, it's tax season, so I want to go ahead and get the Social Security number on my daughter so I can go ahead and file my taxes and all that good stuff because mm-hmm. I've been raped and pillaged for the past year, uh, which I have to pay in every year anyway, so this is kind of just minimizing the damage. And uh, I go down to the Social Security office, and it turns out, uh, even with the birth certificate in hand, which I finally got from the county clerk's office in Saginaw County, Michigan, it turns out you need to have the shot record as well, as if the birth certificate is not enough to prove that I'm the parent of the child, even though I have a photo ID and the birth certificate, and I'm at the Social Security office. Uh, evidently, the shot record is something that you also need to prove that it's a kid. I mean, now, I don't know how that proves that she's the child that I say she is. It's just an opportunity to make you but... do what they want you to do. That's all. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, of course, my now, I think this is interesting um, because I, w- my wife and I decided that we were not going to vaccinate my son, Jack. So, therefore, if I were caught in this circumstance... We wouldn't be able to change the situation because I haven't gotten, uh, you know, the I, I haven't given the proper vaccinations to their livestock that they uh, that they have claim over. Um, so, you know, what would have happened there? Oh, I, and I was arguing the same thing with uh, with my fiance Amy afterwards. You know, it's we we just vaccinated my daughter uh, with the flu vaccine against. Well, Amy wanted it. I really didn't care for it too much, and in the end, she ended up having a 102 temperature degree all night long. Mm. So uh, I'm against vaccinations for more than just that reason of the risk, just because I don't believe they should be mandated by any means. But mm. you know, well, she just recently I don't think you should. I don't. I, I don't think you should not get a vaccine because you don't think they sh- they are mandated. I think that's a poor reason to uh, to go uh, to not get a vaccine. But I understand, you know, the the one's uh, desire to not be controlled. Right, exactly. I mean, if it was something I really worried about being entirely safe, but in this case, you know, flu vaccine, you're on the risk of getting a, the flu symptoms anyway from the shot, which did occur. She had 102 temperature all night long. She was oh, that, all night long that, didn't, that didn't happen. All, all, all the, all, that didn't happen. All the vaccine apologists will say you're mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I just heard that argument <laughs> last week, I think. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so we we got the shot record. We got the county clerks or county health department to get that. Sat in line forever there, got that. And... uh we, by the time we got on with that, of course, Social Security office is closed because they close uh, at 4 p.m. on Fridays. This is right. last week. And uh, in the process of waiting down there at the county health department for two hours long, uh, we, we had forgotten that Amy, just a couple weeks ago, had got pulled over for having a uh, um, not a suspended license, but an expired license, rather. Uh, this is about a week after her birthday that she gets pulled over. We are waiting until payday to go ahead and take care of that. And uh, so... Should we, it's no big deal first thing. She, you know, she, gets speed, she gets the ticket for the uh, expired license. We go down to the magistrate's office at the courthouse and uh, cash in hand to pay for it, mind you. And they say, no, 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 we can't take a payment on that right now. And this is all uh, like about two weeks before the whole deal at the Social Security office. So we can't take that money right now. You have to be, you have to go in front of a judge and be arraigned for your expired license. Okay. You know, and she had already gotten her license renewed in the meantime. Well, after she got the ticket, and it wasn't like it was a safety issue where they had to say, "No, you need to take this driving test." No, it's they pay, wanted pay their money, so she could pay for the license. Yeah, they just yeah. want money. So, so like, okay, fine, or whatever. It's annoying, but sure, we'll go ahead and we'll go to the arraignment. For the whole next week, she's been getting called by attorneys that somehow got her information. They, mm-hmm. they sold her, it. The state sold weird. it to them. Uh, that's what I was thinking too, yeah. and uh, so. We completely spaced on the fact that she had to be in front of her judge for arraignment because we're stuck at the county health building oh, trying to get man. records to get the. Yeah, so now she's going to be held in contempt of court for missed court date. Mm. I'm assuming uh, we haven't had anything back on it yet, God. but there's probably a bench warrant out there for her. Oh wow! Oh, oh, we we went down there cash in hand to pay for the fine 
this is just how efficient the state is. Yeah. Except they're going to say, nope, we're going to pay this judge to be there to take care of this and not get our money because you missed it when you came out with cash in hand to pay for the fine in the first place. What a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They're going to get more money than they would have otherwise. So they're very efficient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to go ahead and try to milk this for every time. I'm not they're sure efficiently doing what they wise. want to do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, shouldn't get 60 it's days. It's not efficient for you. <laughs> oh, man, no, it's great for them. Know. So these these oh, have not been resolved then yet. This is open where you know, this warrant is out, per, presumably uh, with a, maybe a failure to appear. Um, and then what's going on with the paperwork update? Did you manage to put that through? Is that has that happened successfully? Uh, we went ahead and got the birth certificate ordered. Anyways, I've waited ten days for that. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm just trying to get the social security. I hate the whole deal. Oh uh, man, no kidding. That's what my my fiance deals with it. She's not quite as liberty minded as me, so. Uh, hence why I'm calling into you guys because she doesn't like to hear my rants about oh, I it. I see. All. But, um, <laughs> well, glad we, glad we <laughs> anyway. could be here for you to uh, avoid having to rant to the fiance. And, and thanks for sharing the story tonight, Chris. I appreciate it's not it. Not a problem, guys. It's thanks just, for hearing it. Yeah, it's probably something that is not uncommon. You know, people being run around in circle after circle trying to chase around some government paperwork, some mandates, running from bureaucracy to bureaucracy, and in this case. Having too much of it to do to where you forgot one versus the other, and now you've got a warrant out for your arrest. You're a bad citizen. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. You can take control. You can bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. You want 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there on the site totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, at some point here tonight, we're going to give you a two-pack of the Totasac. Mark, you talked about them earlier. Uh, and so stay tuned for your chance to win that. 800-259-9231. That is not the contest line. That's the number you'll need to uh, to contact us and get on the air and talk about whatever you want to. We've been talking about the uh, the Egyptian situation where, as we speak, people are in the streets and they are defying a national curfew imposed by a military edict by their uh, so-called president who's from what I understand, more of a dictator. Was he been in there thirty years? Yeah, something like that. That has that dictator feel to it, doesn't it? And uh, Dale, you were pointing out uh, before, and you were we were kind of ran out of time on your point. Uh, but the fact that this guy has been in there thirty years feels much less legitimate to people, and so is therefore more likely those kinds of political situations are more likely to spark violent uprisings. Whereas here in the United, so-called United States. People are under this false delusion 
uh, or this delusion rather that uh, that they can change the system. That and, all they have to do is just work harder. Defense. I yeah, I got interrupted by the break, but by the music, but the uh, the uh, the notion that you can de- having this political process that that makes you feel empowered. It, it's like having uh it's like this it looks like the vulnerability in the castle like that's where you attack but it's specifically there to distract you from where the castle's really vulnerable right right when in reality <laughs> and it's actually well defended right in reality it makes no difference uh whether a republican or a democrat is elected or whether hundreds of republicans or democrats are elected and and some people that pay close enough attention can figure this out like, oh yeah those the people being the, the, your choices are very limited those people are chosen for you so you you know you're picking you know, when you pick the lesser of two evils, I mean, you're really picking people who are who have been placed there, who are uh, have connections with powerful people, who have incredible influence on them. And that, yes, you're getting a chance to vote for one or the other, and either one of them is going to be controlled by the same powerful forces. That that it's and it's not you. It's not you and your uh, and your middle class job and your family. It's um, very powerful people who have bought favors from government and um that whole political process is there just to make you feel empowered yeah in fact you're not and for the most part it does nothing to change things in any significant manner i mean if you look at the government and you you track it over the years it has gotten larger and more intrusive well so it does do it does do something to significantly change the uh the role of government and there are plenty of it doesn't it just keeps going in the same direction what i mean by significant change is to turn it around and make that's what you mean but there are many americans that want bigger government they they believe that uh you know that either having a larger military will keep them safe uh they'll believe that uh that you know giving money to the poor people will make them them better off they believe all kinds of things so many most Americans want the government to grow in some particular area or at least be more efficient. That's the term they use for growth. Well, now and then what they'll do is they'll throw people a bone and they'll they'll do something that will make them believe it'll re-inject belief into the system. Like, for instance, there'll be some sort of a court decision that one side will agree with that the other side won't. And then, of course, later on down the line, another court decision will come down that another – again, I'm talking about the red-blue kind of paradigm when I mention sides. Uh, so one side will look at a court decision and say, yeah, that was the right choice. See, the system does work. And the same thing can happen from the other side as well. Our system is working. Look, they're doing the right thing. Like, for instance, isn't there some talk about them repealing the Obamacare thing now? I don't know if they're actually going to do it. It's tough. Um, but, right, so, like, if they actually were to succeed with that – then they would be. Then that would be evidence, right, that the right, system yeah. works. Well, at this point, that the Meanwhile, system. Look at all the socialized Medicare that's still there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the system's such bullcrap that, uh, in fact, the uh, you know just the Tea Party candidates themselves putting up the appeal for Obamacare, just suggesting that they want to do so, even though they know it's not going to happen. That's what those that are going to vote them in are going to have to settle for. Is right. Is well, they tried. Yeah, they tried to crap. do it. Yeah, because. They, in order to do something like that, it would have to go through the president, the uh, so-called president, right? I mean, uh, Barack Obama, he'd have to sign off on it. And or you'd have to have a, a supermajority and all that. And that's, that's not the case. Right. They don't have that. Right. And it's just going to be over and, you know, they're just going to do over and over again. It seems like for some period of time, I think Americans are going to go vacillate back and forth between Democrats and Republicans, mm-hmm. seeing less and less, uh, because the government can only grow, as you've said. Under Republicans, it grows. Under Democrats, it grows. They're going to see, these Tea Party folks are going to see more and more over time that the government is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. Um, that what they're going to do, they're going to put in place for solutions for our ever-growing government, that we need more tax 
taxes. Either I mean, that's that's what they're going to say. They're not going to say, hey, we're going to roll government back to 1995 levels. Wait a second. In 1995, the conservatives thought the government was too big then, too. Mm-hmm. But somehow or another, they'll say, oh, I guess we just need more taxes. Yep. So it's not going to change, and it's unfortunate uh, that people can't really... They, that they're not figuring it out in mass, I guess, that uh, the, the, the delusion still is perpetrating amongst a lot of American people. Now, to be fair, more people, I think, are waking up to this reality than ever before due to the Internet, due to information uh, being able to move so quickly. I think more people are getting keyed in, like, for instance, the people that might have thought Obama was for peace. They, if they've been paying attention, should know better than that by now. They should know that... If he was dawning on them, that's for sure. Right. If if they thought that he was for change, (laughs) then they should know that uh, nothing has changed, that he is more of the same. Here's what's going to happen, though, is the people who voted voted him in and who who had certain expectations of him, they're disappointed, yes, but they're going to come to his defense because they're so convinced that the other side will be worse. Yeah, the alternative right. does stink. I agree. They're, they're trying to avoid the lesser evil in, so much that they're going to defend him because they're in this us versus them mode and they mm-hmm. and and they're going to accept, you know, they're going to they're going to put up with him because they're they're convinced because the way that these pol- political games work is they spend more time convincing you that the other side is worse than they do trying to show you what good they're going to do. But most of the peaceniks out there really don't believe in peace. Now, I, I agree that, uh, you know, in in, in both cases, yeah. in the Republican side and the Democrat side, most of them vote for the candidate they vote for, for president specifically, because the alternative stinks. And that's mostly why what we get. We get the lesser of two evils, which is a really crappy choice for president. But most of the peaceniks out there want socialized medicine or they want whatever Democrat policy they want. They'll, they'll raise and, and chant and cheer about peace until a Democrat gets in there. Where are the peace protests now? There's, there's some, but you're right. You're absolutely right. And yeah. in fact, I challenged some people on that that were – there's a regular peace rally slash war protest in in uh, Keene, where I live, uh, on every every Saturday. And it's still going. It doesn't have the enthusiasm it used to have. And I did challenge some people about Obama. I said, do you really think Obama's going to – this is before he got elected, and it wasn't certain. And I said, do you really think he's going to get us out of Iraq if he gets elected? And he said, oh, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> well, and then I, asked, they... I, I, did, I dug a little further, and very quickly he was already starting to make apologies for what he knew – you know, was likely to happen. And he started making apologies for Obama that were the exact same or, or excuses for Obama if it didn't happen that were exactly the same as the excuses that the Republicans were using to defend Bush mm-hmm. for staying in there. Yep. So uh, have you been back since the uh, the election? Uh, yeah, I have. I have, I, you know, a couple of times. Um, and it's it's not what it used to be. But I think that you do have honest peace, you know, honest peace Nick's there. There's, you know, there are people that are, that are, that are there. But again, I think that they're, that they don't want to, they don't want to dwell on the fact that Obama hasn't gotten us out of Iraq. They don't want to criticize right. him too hard because they, because they, voted that, for him. they don't want to, well, that, but they also just, don't, they're so scared of the alternative. They're like, you know, they know he sucks. 
but they're so scared of the alternative mm-hmm. that they don't want to risk, you know, shooting right. him down at all. They have to they're going to back him full throttle because when you get on one side or the other, when you get into that political machine, you become an apologist for everything about them that you that you didn't you may not have liked it before, but once because you feel like you're part you get, of it, you feel like I, I you're, did it when I was a yeah. Republican. I was defending I was defending Bush until it just became insanely impossible and, to do. And really, what you're doing is you're defending your choice to support those people. That's really ultimately yeah. what it is. Right? You're defending it's, your choice, and and again, you, and you've been scared, you've been terrified of the alternative so much that you don't want to dare uh, risk. You know, hurting your guy, and you don't see any possibility. Like you're saying, you don't see the alternative as a possibility for for real change. So you stick with your team uh, through thick and thin, right? And it is always just it just keeps getting worse. And it's worse always thin. it's the nature of a of a of a two party system, and it's a two party system. Forever and ever because of the way that our government is structured. Yeah, that's right. You the way our government is structured, it will always be a two-party system. There's no way you can't make a new party unless you replace an old one. So would people ever take to the streets to try to uh, you know, overthrow Washington, We're D.C.? nowhere near uh, many of these people in, in Egypt. You're not talking about people who have central air conditioning and indoor plumbing necessarily. No, I, don't, I don't think we're I – don't, I, I don't even see it being a, a realistic possibility at any point in the near future, which is why I think secession is an option and gathering liberty lovers together is as well. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. Control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have for you on the site. They're all completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites, head on over to freetalklive.com. Uh, giving you a little bit more about what's going on over in Egypt, there's a whole other side to the story besides just the obvious, visually stunning uh, protests that have been going on and essentially mass civil disobedience as well. Uh, mass civil disobedience in the case of people just by the thousands disobeying a curfew but you know you were saying uh why, will we ever rise up uh in the same way here mm-hmm. when people get upset enough to rise up and it reminded me of a, a friend of mine who's, who's actually fairly liberal uh in his views in general but he was reading up some stuff on um i would say more than fairly liberal actually he's a pretty liberal minded person and he was reading up on some some of the dialogue that led up to a lot of fdr's policies which a lot of people see as like the the beginnings of the the, of the real you know the big socialist policies in in america as fdr um food stamps and a lot of welfare programs and social security certainly all those things uh there was a time there was a time when people were showing up 
uh, to riot for food. They were going to grocery stores and, and saying, we're going to go in and get some food because people, we're going to go hungry if we don't. And they, they, just, they just were doing what they had to do to get food. And even local police were not defying them because there were mobs of people like gu- they were going to go hungry. And so they let them go in and said, just don't don't destroy anything. Go in, get some food and, and go, you know, and, um, and 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 they kept it peaceful. But, you know, this, of course, you know, this trickles up to where you have uh, FDR saying that essentially saying that we're going to have an uprising. There's going to be something is going to happen if people are going hungry. And when you saw programs like food stamps and Social Security and welfare and all these these things going into place, Mm. it was making people comfortable and maintaining the status quo. And that was exactly the intention. If you look at the dialogue at the time, if you look at the dialogue leading up to these policies, it was to keep people from rising up in in riots against these uh, these governments that were exploiting them. You know, to keep keep them keep them fed and everything. So they'll just keep so they will not question the status quo yeah it's unusual for people with full bellies to riot so then isn't that an argument then for socialism i mean essentially saying that well i mean if it weren't for these socialist policies uh, people would be going hungry i mean why weren't they getting fed no it's not that they would go hungry it's that they would revolt and change things they would take uh these they would they would get angry at these at these powerful entities that were exploiting them using the power you know using the power of government and by um uh you know these these powerful businesses that became that powerful with favoritism from government and with favorable policies and and all that they were exploiting people and no one's revolting against that you don't have um you know if you look at the income disparities and stuff in the United States maybe that's I think almost certainly a lot of that's made possible by the fact that people are they stay content because they have this political process that looks like they have mm-hmm. choices they have food stamps they have welfare they have the poor in this country are basically comfortable so they don't revolt about the things that made them poor in the first place so i, I think it's i think it's um i don't think well, as it's Mark a, pointed out before in egypt these people aren't the poor people from what he could from what uh, observers are looking at i mean these are yeah. middle class folks that are upset. That doesn't yeah. mean that they're middle class like we're middle class. I don't know the specifics of what it is that they're um, complaining about. And I only said it was unusual, not impossible, for people with full bellies to riot. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And what you're talking about, Dale, is during the Great Depression, which, of course, yes. is something that happened as a result of governments meddling in the monetary system. Absolutely. Um, so it really so very was- powerful people were manipulating the money supply yeah. and... And 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 pumping money from poor from the poor up to the rich, you know. so one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But you still look at that situation. You say, well, you know, why was uh, what was the marketplace doing? I mean, what, I, I wasn't around then, so I don't. What are we know. talking about? Because, why why were people rioting in the Great yeah, Depression? Right, because we you know we well, talked because about, there was a twenty percent uh, unemployment. The yeah. w- when did the Federal Reserve come into play? Nineteen thirteen. Right. So nineteen thirteen, they uh, they the Federal Reserve's whole thing is is they create inflation and deflation. Uh, they they create boom, a boom and bust cycle uh, in order to stimulate the economy and then increase uh, wealth for the member banks of the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. So in this process, when you create these boom and bust cycles, there are people on the fringes. Those people are harmed. They get hurt, sure. And um, you have a much more stable economy if that stable economy is is based on real things, things that are of value like uh, metals or have been a common commonly used in the past as uh, as real currency so you wouldn't have you, you would be less likely to have those things but you've got to remember that this is a this is the course of human history a hundred years ago 
the vast majority of people in the United States were crapping in holes and living, uh, you know, living sort of a hand to mouth existence, scratching out mm-hmm. uh, an existence on farms and things like that. Things weren't much different than they were a decade ago in China. So when people are able to create wealth for themselves, for them, their families, then you'll see them slowly pull themselves out of the mire. But people aren't so productive that they can do it in a, in a year. So you're saying that uh, th- that the reason why the marketplace wasn't able to provide for people, because normally we talk about how the, the free market can solve everything, right? I mean, that, the marketplace uh, was providing for people from the uh, years 1870 to 1880. This is the you know, the, the 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 Industrial Revolution had begun. You had begun to see migration towards cities in those years. These are this is the time of Standard Oil and the Carnegie's and all this stuff um, there. You, you know, people t- people hold up the robber barons. This is a terrible time. The robber Robber barons were controlling everything, and admittedly, some rich men were getting you know lucrative deals from the government. I won't deny that. But from 1870 to 1880, you saw a doubling inside of a decade, a doubling of real wages for the average worker. You've never seen that before or since in the history mm. of the world. Tell me when that's happened. And yeah, yes, they're... those robber barons existed, but laissez-faire capitalism in that day that was it was less controlled by the government managed to create for the American worker a doubling of real wages inside of a decade and there you were seeing real resources you were seeing people have access to oil that people were people were staying up being able to stay up at night and read because they could burn oil lamps and things (laughs) poor people you know people who before could not do such things and and we and we, we 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 it sounds ridiculous to us now but that but like you said the difference between pooping in holes and 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 you know and 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 uh basically this this lifestyle where they're starting to have access to more resources, uh, the average person because of the robber barons and you're and you're like and uh, yeah I'm like like Mark Mark said they were there's no doubt they were they were it was not a free market the robber barons were manipulating things but but um, overall With but the com- comparatively to now it, it was certainly. It, 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 without a doubt, it was freer than it is now, and to the extent that it was, it was able to provide quite a lot for regular people. Well, as usual, the robber barons were only able to manipulate with the their buddies in the, in the government. Yeah, they had to collude. Yeah, they would just, yeah, like, just they were, like they, today. There was a lot of protectionism going on for the robber barons. Now so. there are just more of the robber barons, right? I mean, we call them corporations, and there are hundreds and thousands right. of them. I, and their fingers I, are even deeper into everything. A hundred years ago, corporations barely existed. The only way that you could, ha- you could incorporate was... If you were doing something for the public good, I believe that the, uh, mm-hmm. the the ones that were digging the canal, the Erie Canal, that was an incorporated business. So they didn't have the protections. Businessmen didn't have the protections from being sued um, in that time frame. But they these businessmen, they saw the advantage of sovereign and, and limited immunity that the government has, um, you know, and its agents have. And they wanted it for themselves. They wanted to be able to act, uh, their, their corporation to act in their name. And then if anything went bad, then the corporation would take the brunt not that individual and the wealth that they'd managed to siphon off so this these are all just ways the government could just uh they high they allow rich people to uh you know get richer and poor people are they're the, they're the serfs on the farm and in many cases when you look at a, a disaster situation going back to the issue of people starving and, and getting desperate and doing uh you know violent things or dangerous things you go back to uh, hurricane katrina and you look and for a recent example of mass unrest as far as people are concerned the government had a lockdown on that situation they wouldn't let anybody else come in to assist they wouldn't let the private 
privateers, if you will, the private charities, the private companies. They wouldn't let those folks come in to help those people out. They said, oh, we've got it under control, and they clearly didn't. Hey, if you want a two-pack of the Tota Sack, you can call in now at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. There's more Free Talk Live coming up. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com Get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it, and I use it for show prep. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue here. Uh, more about what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, we've been talking about Egypt here tonight where uh, what, there appears to be a revolution taking place. Uh, people are taking to the streets. Despite uh, a military-imposed curfew, they're going out in mass civil disobedience uh, regarding that. Buildings have been lit on fire. Uh, police cars have been lit on fire. It's a, it's a really crazy situation over there right now. Of course, there's plenty of video footage out there uh, from Russia today as well as Al Jazeera. Great uh, international sources to get video uh, coverage of the event. Russia today is going by RT now. Oh, okay. RT. Mm-hmm. Anyway... So, the, but that's not the only story that's uh, worth reporting on uh, because it's there's another side to this conflict. It's not just people in the streets and fires and uh, and uh, you know firing weapons and things like that. Uh, FastCompany.com is reporting on the cyber war side of this. It appears that Anonymous is back at it, as you may recall from I think it was what December uh, during the the Julian the Julian Assange slash WikiLeaks blow up with the U.S. federal government and the other uh, the Swedish government and the other governments around the world that are very upset about uh, WikiLeaks releasing the cables. They, uh, the the anonymous group on the internet was uh, making it. Uh, they were hacking different websites. They would they would take down uh, Visa. They took down Mastercard. They took down these sites of these corporations that essentially were lapdogs for the government, and they kind of taught them a lesson like hey if you align yourself with these uh, these thugs these government guys against wikileaks we are going to punish you you're going to get a, a digital spanking uh, so to speak and it was it was being labeled the cyber war and now it appears to have bubbled up uh, again uh, where again fastcompany.com reporting anonymous is a loose organization of hacktivists 
best known for attacking its enemies, both corporate and governmental, via the Internet by defacing websites or shutting them down altogether. But with most of the Internet down in Egypt, the folks at Anonymous are apparently resorting to a positively prehistoric technology, fax machines. Members of the group are organizing to fax copies of the Egypt-related cables that WikiLeaks released today to schools in Egypt. The hope, apparently, is if they can get the faxes into the hands of students, students will distribute them to other protesters. A source told Forbes the goal was to warn them that the police could not be trusted. The WikiLeaks cables, which describe human rights abuses and political arrests, are just more proof of that, according to the source. In a chat room used for coordinating activities, the group also discussed how to get information into Egypt about a French internet service provider that is setting up free dial-up internet access for people in Egypt. Again, it was last night, I believe, that uh, or yesterday in, in Egyptian time when they cut the uh, basically the the access for the entire country they just knocked it out entirely. That's and, safer to not have internet at all than to have people finding out information they don't want them to have. So earlier this week, as protesters in Egypt took to the streets and the government appeared to start blocking social networks, websites belonging to the Egyptian cabinet, the Interior Ministry, and the Ministry of Communications and Information Technology were taken offline, presumably to denial of service attacks launched by the hacktivists. But the group is apparently backing off from that tactic in order not to tie up the few internet pipes that are still open in the country. Uh, Earlier today, a press release was posted to the group's website calling on governments of the world to take action and show the world that you are on the side of the people and their fight for freedom and democracy, which, of course, is one of the problems with the anonymous organization. They believe that some governments are good and other governments are bad. Uh, Unfortunately, it's obviously not a group of people that is uh, influenced heavily by the uh, the liberty community. I mean, they get it right on some points, uh, but in, in general, their overall message is that if governments would just do what we think they should do, then they'd be Okay. Well, I, I agree. If governments would do what they uh, we think they should do, then they would be okay. But um, no, it's not okay right, to they, hurt people. They don't people. do it, though. I mean, the, governments right. in general. I don't think governments should look. Yeah. You know, you're you're married to this idea that government means uh, that you know means a certain thing, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the, uh, the authoritarian monopoly. Right. I on, mean, gover- on violence. If, <laughs> if governments would allow competition and would allow their uh, their you know their their bureaucrats to be held responsible for their actions, that would solve all the problems. Yeah, they'd be acting like a business then. They'd be functioning essentially just like a business. They would be accountable because they wouldn't be a single entity that handles all that and that it reacts violently if you try to compete with them. Well, you're talking about some sort of futuristic vision of a government that hasn't been ever existed in the entire human history. I don't think I am. Right, a voluntarist form of government. I I don't think I am. One that is optional. I don't think I am at all. No, I think that absolutely every time you contract with somebody to handle some, some issue for you that you're creating a governing document in the same way that they created the uh, the constitution the declaration of independence the magna carta or you pick your governing document out there every time you put together a contract whether that contracts with an insurance agency whether that contracts with a security company whether that contract is with but anything but you those. created a government what Government doesn't have those. We didn't sign the Constitution. It's not our contract. The suggestion is it's forced that they, upon you. The, the suggestion, whether or not they are in fact governing documents that the government has, Ian, does not change the fact that a contract is a governing document. So maybe 
the c- contracts consensual. that you create are better, are more realistic governments than the governments that you're talking about. If you want to keep using that term, Mark, I, that's your business. Uh, but in the history of man, governments have been other groups of men and women, strange people who rule over other peaceful human beings with violence. Governing that's what does are. not, in fact, mean that necessarily. Mm. I understand what you're saying. You're mincing the term, and that's fine. It's a semantics discussion here. Historically, that's what governments have been. You cannot deny that. You can talk about how a contract is a government tool and we could have a you know, voluntary government. But historically, governments are men and women who are demanding control over other – who are controlling other human beings The only force. thing that needs to be done to change that is to uh, – for them to give up their monopoly status in all areas and to give up yeah. the, the, the fact that their, their bureaucrats are hidden from the uh, you know, uh, arbitration and having They're not subject made. to the same expectations as – as, as constituents. In short, they're, they're, just, they're, they're, they have a special status and they're not subject to the same laws and things like that. Right. Uh, clearly, there's something that can change about this, Mark, uh, but it hasn't ever happened. And so the people in the anonymous group are, you know, they don't have a problem with governments. They just have a problem with governments that are doing things that they don't like, like, you know, repressing uh, what they believe of, uh, you know, believe as free speech. So it's still good to see what they're doing. And I, I fully support them taking down these government websites and, uh, and things like that. Uh, just always, always always wish there was a more pure message uh, of liberty behind these sorts of uh, actions. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And apparently, they're again, they're faxing documents to the, uh, the various different schools. Maybe they should also do the old fax trick where you fax a, a black sheet of paper to, like, the government bureaucracies. That way you tie up their fax machine and run all their ink cartridges dry. Uh, 800, you just, t- you just basically tape it in a loop so it just keeps going through and through <laughs> and through. More coming up, Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include news updates. You can be kept in the loop regarding Free Talk Live, whatever's going on with the show. You'll know it first. If you're on the news updates lists, you can get on via email or Twitter or Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com in order to accomplish that, and of course, it's totally free. That's news.freetalklive.com. If you're on any prescription medications and you're getting your prescription medications from a local pharmacy then you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds 
www.freetalklive.com. You can click become a member there on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through the process. I've been to their offices. I've checked them out as, as best I can. And I think that they're, I think they're a very upright and, and honest organization. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Doesn't matter whether, you, uh, whether you're on Zetia, Nexium, Lipitor, Amplify, Boniva, Cialis, or Viagra. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 as we continue here. Uh, by the way, Dale has his own talk radio program now, and it's called Prometheus Unchained. You can hear it uh, every Sunday afternoon on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm and via podcast form, now available through iTunes. Is that right, Dale? It is available on iTunes as well. You can also download it straight from the website if you don't have iTunes. And the website to- is flamingfreedom.com. That's right, so flamingfreedom.com. You are about ready to do your third episode this weekend. We're having a blast. I mean, two, the two hours, it's only a two-hour show. It's mm-hmm. a three-hour show. Um, so it's a two-hour show, and uh, it just blazes by. It's amazing. You know, we're, we're always left <laughs> with stuff Something to talk to about say. that we couldn't get to in that yep. show. So, There's yeah, never enough time. There's never enough. Nope. Uh, so flamingfreedom.com for more of Dale and what he's been up to. It's a, uh, it's a liberty-themed program with a, uh, I guess, a LGBT. Is that right? Right. We're addressing LGBT issues, issues. With, uh, from a liberty perspective. Very cool. All right. So uh, we're going to continue here. A little bit more news. And, uh, of course, we'll take your phone calls about anything at all. Uh, more news from the Middle East where I guess – well, is the in- is India considered the Middle East? That's more like it's West on the Asia, verge. right? Yeah. You know, they, they call it the Indian subcontinent. Well, we had a, a gentleman on the show at one time named Jeff Nabel. And he mm-hmm. was you – know, we don't have guests on this program very often. Uh, he was – Really doing something that I thought was uh, pretty uh, pretty unique and worth worth talking about. And when that happens, we will bring somebody on the program. Of course, people can go to guests.freetalklive.com, get a list of all the guests that we've had on. And and um, I think like 95% of them, you can actually download the interview. In this case, uh, Jeff Nabel had basically uh, renounced his uh, so-called citizenship, his U.S. citizenship in India, and he'd made a uh, quite a show of it by essentially burning his uh, his citizenship documents, and uh, and I believe doing it in a way. It's been a couple of years since we talked to the guy. Doing it in a way that uh, you know was uh, very akin to what Gandhi might have done in the past. He was a he, he claimed that Don, Gandhi was a big uh, factor for him. He wanted Indian uh, citizenship also, which you know. I I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that India today personifies anything that Gandhi really wanted except no. freedom from the uh, you know tyrannical rule by Great Britain. The guy uh, was uh, obviously not entirely uh, there as far as his mental stability because apparently what he's done is he's set himself ablaze. Uh, just the the day after we were talking about uh, the people self-immolating over in the Middle East in these uh, that kind of some of these events but sparked. Isn't the this conflict. the advice you gave last night though? Is that if you're thinking about uh, you know committing uh, horrendous atro- atrocious acts, instead uh, set yourself on fire? Uh, no, that wasn't my advice. I mean, I was saying that it was a more, uh, I think it was a more, if you compare somebody who sets themselves ablaze as compared to some maniac that uh, that gets in a an armored vehicle and starts to 
kill people, uh, to attack the government buildings and things like that, you can see, that, to me, it's a very clear difference in effectiveness as far as one person is looked at as, in many ways, you know, as somebody who's made a much more powerful statement as I opposed agree. to it's, the it's nutcase. A, it is a far, uh, it, it's, 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 it's a far more powerful statement to set oneself on fire. Um, if you're going to do so, please do so outside. No one needs to uh, clean up your mess. <laughs> there's still going to be a mess. Uh, well, yeah, there's going to be a mess, up. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I wouldn't advise killing oneself, and I certainly wouldn't advise violence. However, if you know, if if I if you have to choose, uh, <laughs> you probably want to choose the suicide. At least then you wouldn't be looked at as a, a psychopath who was simply trying to kill a bunch of bureaucrats before they took themselves out. In this case, uh, he set himself on fire, according to the Hindustan Times, or Hindustan Times, an American Hindustan. national. Disturbed over denial of an Indian citizenship, allegedly committed suicide by immolating himself on a hill at Virat Nagar, around 75 kilometers from Jaipur, in the wee hours of January 26th. Uh, Jeff Nabel, age 72, had been living in Shimla since 1995 and had repeatedly tried to get Indian citizenship, was from San Francisco in California. Superintendent of Police... Mohan Singh said on Thursday the deceased has left behind a suicide note which mentions uh, January 26th Republic Day three-quarter moon in protest of cruel incidents of the U.S. and the Indian government. Please don't disturb until the police comes. Documents are in the handbag. Apart from some papers, 45,000 RS. What are those? uh, Ruples or something like that? I don't even know what that... Whatever the the currency in India uh, is... 45,000 of them were discovered in the handbag. Which Seems like a lot, but I wouldn't know. Nabal as per it, it cost about that to I buy bet him. the conversion rate is such that it's not nearly as much as it seems. If, indeed. Mm. I, I, when I, I don't was know, in, though. When I was in Italy, 45,000 would have probably bought you a uh, magazine. <laughs> was recovered from the handbag, uh, which Nabal, as per his suicide note, wished to be distributed among poor widows. Police have recovered five bottles of a chemical, which Nabal is suspected to have poured on himself and a lighter from the spot. Uh, the SP said preliminary inquiry revealed that Nabal was a follower of Mahatma Gandhi. It was on May 14th of last year that uh, Nabal, a veteran from the Vietnam War, had approached the Supreme Court seeking political asylum in India. He had torn his passport on June 19th of 2009. He had told the Hindustan Times at that time, after tearing my passport, I am stateless. And Nabel also said that U.S. policies were based on war and destruction. So clearly, I mean, he was right on a lot of the things that uh, that he was talking about. Was he right uh, to take his uh, his own life? You know, I'd love to have some thoughts on that because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different kinds of activism being experimented with, mm-hmm. and I hope that we can sort of step back and objectively evaluate the effectiveness of different kinds of activism and things like that. And and uh, without stating an opinion in any particular form of activism or anything like that, I can't help but feel that sometimes it, I don't feel like there's a, a cost-benefit analysis happening. You know, when people are thinking, there, there seems to be a sense, and, and, and this is, it's almost a liberal notion, actually, this notion that suffering is going to make the world better, that suffering is going to somehow promote the, the good in the world, and I don't, I don't really believe that. I, you know, I... I I make uh, whenever I make a personal sacrifice in some in some way, I'm doing it because I feel like I'm gaining something more. I Either, absolutely. If agree. I have a goal, I feel like it's promoting my goal, uh, whatever that may be. Promoting freedom is certainly a goal of mine. So, so I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it in terms of I feel like well, I'm giving up something, but I'm getting back something that's worth more to me. And that's just that's that's the free market, really. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, that, that's something that is addressed in the Market for Liberty, and I think in a fairly effective manner where they talk about sacrifice and how in order to sacrifice, value must be destroyed. Whereas a transaction in a marketplace, it is a, a you know even a, a charitable transaction. Right. You're giving that money because you feel good. You're giving of your time because you feel good in order to do so. And it is... Well, presumably it, it furthers something that you support. And, yeah. and that is value, a value to a person, sure. right? If I, you know, if you, if you, you know, I like, like, like for instance, you know, I work at I, I do volunteer work and I, I I devote a fair amount of time to it. But I'm doing that because that I feel like it's improving the community where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's it's there's a certain selfish motivation there. Um, and so, you know, the, I, I'm always, I, I do this sorts of cost benefit analysis and um I, I wouldn't mind talking some more about that. We'll do that here in a moment. The kind of activism people do. Yep, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Don't forget, you can uh, join us physically in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. If you love the ideas of liberty... There are thousands of people who are pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and get active uh, in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes. There are different ways to get active. You can uh, you can do politics. You can do disobedience. You can create media. You can do street theater. You can do all kinds of different uh, things to get the word out about freedom and uh, inspire others to to take their own action and to uh, to do things to advance again the ideas of liberty in our lifetime but an important factor is getting people together in the same place and that's what the free state project is all about bringing people to concentrate their activism in one place you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it and get signed up that's freestateproject.org in fact uh, dale you wanted to comment a little further on the idea of uh, what you call a cost-benefit analysis regarding activism well yeah i think that it's um it's Whenever you're deciding uh, what to do, I, I, I think I'll, I'll use an example. When I recently I got a ticket and I had some moral qualms with, with paying the ticket because the ticket goes to support a court system that uses violence against innocent people on a, on a very regular basis. And mm-hmm. I felt like I'd be contributing to that violence, which is a personal moral problem for me. And so I, um, that's, at that point, I, you know, I had to make a decision. Do I want to 
you know, I know that there's going to there are going to be repercussions because they're going to use violence against me if I don't pay the fine, right? And unless I can find some way, something to that, you know, something to do. And and the thought is, for me, I would rather go to jail for a, about a day, a little more than a day or so, maybe two days, than pay the fine, like a sixty dollar fine. So. I'm looking at, you know, well, there's the loss of money myself, but more importantly was that the money was going to a bad cause. Mm-hmm. I offered to pay to, to a charity. I offered to do community service, and I would have been willing to go to jail. All of those three things were better options to me than, than supporting violence money. myself yeah. by giving the money to the paying the fine. And so I did that evaluation in my head. I said, well, these are my choices. They're going to be imposed upon me. I have a limited number of choices because they're going to use violence on me. So, and I chose, you know, so... So those are, I just looked at that and I did that cost benefit analysis. I think that there's a, there, there, sometimes I feel like there's a tendency I call it knee jerk activism, where I where there's a sense that if I that that you know uh, if you go to jail or if you uh, suffer in some way like that that you're going to cause some promotion of freedom or it's going to somehow better things and I and I and I don't necessarily think that's nece- I don't necessarily think that's the case and I think that's a, a that can. It's not the approach to take. I mean, I think you need to look at all your options and acknowledge what's going to happen and what's going to result from that and say, is this a better choice than complying, for instance? So I think that uh, – so would you say that uh, Pete Ayer should have kept his hat on earlier? Or uh, no, I don't know about that. Oh, no, I, like I said, I'm not expressing an opinion on any specific thing. There were several people talking of hunger strikes recently, I think. Right. And I was looking at that and trying to – and I, I couldn't – I wasn't – that, that 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 sounded to me like some people were going to suffer, but I didn't know what was expected to be gained from it necessarily. And was that is that you know was that going to accomplish something? I did was be worth hunger strikes. Yeah, that was going to be worth that sacrifice. You know, you're going to get something more back than what you're sacrificing. And I and I wasn't confident of that. But that that was just my opinion in those cases. And uh, and so you know, I was just thinking in that particular case. I don't know. Um, but the hunger strikes did not last, uh, from what I could tell. Yeah, right. In which, if you you say I'm going to go for the hunger strike, and then you don't go for the hunger strike, then you've lost validity. No doubt, what, no whatever doubt, it is yeah. that you're doing or saying or, or whatever, you know, you aren't your word in that case. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't say don't don't say you're going to do the hunger strike. It, it's, it's only it's a, so it's only hard. a step or two down from the setting yourself on fire. I mean, if you are you are you do, are you committed enough to what you're trying to do to set yourself on fire? Yeah, it is self. Are you committed? Yeah, you committed yourself to 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 suicide, which is what a hunger strike represents. It, you know, it's a slow suicide that gives people time to go. Okay, I'm going to reconsider my what I was going to do or whatever. And and do you expect that to happen? And are you intending to carry through with it? Because certainly, if you don't carry through with it, it looks really half-hearted it doesn't look you know it doesn't it has the almost the opposite effect i think of what you intended how and, far do you have to go with a hunger strike and, and just and again just because you suffer does not mean something good is going to result from that well uh, so. um, sam dodson who came and uh, did some uh, he was doing some recording in the courthouse here mm-hmm. in Keene, new hampshire he was tossed in jail for uh, you know being a part of the press essentially and then um you know he decided not to give his name he was going to go on a hunger strike i think he was he drinking did. milk and stuff, but the yeah. newspaper reported his weight incorrectly on the hunger strike. So 
So it was, I think he was 182 pounds. They reported him as 128, yeah. which would have been an incredible loss of weight for this guy. I didn't know yeah. what his and weight was. And he did lose weight. He, but, he did. And he stuck, <laughs> relatively stuck to his hunger strike. I think he was drinking milk, which, you know, I, I mean, I'm on a hunger strike too. He was, he was I, drinking not carnation eating, instant breakfast. I yeah. Think yeah I'm not eating, I'm, I'm not eating kale, um, uh, salmon or, uh, you know, veal this week. So I'm on a hunger strike too. But, you know, he, because the newspaper printed his weight wrong, his hunger strike had huge legitimacy. I mean, he had like 60 pounds lost, according to the newspaper. And mm-hmm. people believe newspapers because they're they're important. But um, they're, they're, they're massively wrong a lot of the time. But in this but case, it was wrong in our it? favor. What else? I mean, besides a newspaper article that may have been written anyway... What else? I mean, you could claim well, that the it was the hunger strike that got the article written. But. Well, it was the most shocking thing in the article was yeah. the weight loss, um, you know, the way I saw it. Now, I had an idea of what he looked like before he went in, but it was a, a great deal. And Sam was in a much more righteous position than, um, you know, you're not – It's not. we're not talking about a hat in court or somebody who had a, an outburst and has been given a cruel and unusual punishment, um, you know, a, a verbal outburst in a, in a courtroom and has been given a cruel and unusual punishment for it. We're talking about a man, a, a, a member of the press filming in a public location. Mm-hmm. And so he had a much more righteous position. I, I'm, I'm saying it, it really of them it helps all, a lot. Made more sense. When, it helps a lot. We can when you can show them when it, when it's a really clear case of one person acting very calm and reasonable and the other person completely overreacting. Uh, you really want to make it look like they're the ones throwing a temper tantrum. You know, and look and being childish and silly. And and that's what it seems like when you in, in case it seems like that when they're arresting someone for a hat. You know, and, and I and I and I saw the video later, I missed it because I was uh I was indisposed at the time. I was uh but I didn't so I wasn't there for it. I saw the video of Pete um, and, and I really felt like, it, you know, they were being really, really ridiculous and he was, you know, trying to have a calm discussion with them at the time. So Yeah, it didn't go well. Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. You can share uh, what you think about hunger strikes as to whether or not they, uh, they are or can be effective or they're worthwhile. I, again, as I said... It, I just don't think the press cares very much. It, it sure doesn't seem like it, and it's... You're going to get sick. I mean, if you really do take it all the way, it's one thing to go for a few days, and it's another thing then, to get hooked what? up to the, an IV. If you do it for a few days, the press is really just waiting to see if you make it a couple of a couple few days. If you make it a couple of few days, then maybe you'll get an article. Maybe you won't. I mean, there's. I'd still say there's a much larger chance that you won't get an article. And then what? You know. So yeah. it just. It, it, right. It seems entirely, almost entirely useless and much more destructive. And again, we're, we're looking at this cost-benefit analysis, right? You, yeah. What are you gaining from this versus what are you losing? In this case, you're losing your energy. You're losing your ability to think. You're losing – because I don't know about you, man, but if I'm hungry for four, uh, four hours, <laughs> I start getting a little loopy. Um, well, I mean, if you, you can also think back – like when Gandhi's hunger strike was very successful. And if you look at it, well, he was – what was a lot of people may have misunderstood what that was all about. Um, Gandhi's hunger strike was not for his opponents. It was not to influence his opponents. It was to influence his supporters because his supporters were starting to engage in violence, and he felt like that was going to hurt their cause. Hmm. And he said, you know, he went on a hunger strike until they stopped engaging and ta- until they pay- he wanted to get uh, his supporters to stop engaging in violence for that cause because he felt like it was. You know that was not his way. That's, so. that's interesting because that when I was what I was reading, and they cared uh, about him. So when he started yeah. saying, "I'm starving myself," they're like, "Oh wait, he's the one that we got us. To he's him. the one that yeah. got us to to um to do this 
to take on this challenge in the first place. Yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition because here, with the people that were proposing hunger strikes, were doing it to send a message to the opposition. You know, like, well, maybe if they see me die, uh, they'll you know they'll rethink being tyrants. It was essentially the viewpoint that I was seeing expressed. And I don't think they're going to care. And number two, they're not going to. You're not going to die. Because I don't know they're for certain, but I, but I would. I I really don't have much optimism that they would care enough to. I don't to think they would. I mean, these are people that that uh, hurt people wholesale. They do psychopathic things on a regular basis. And in addition, you aren't going to die because they're going to take you to a hospital. They're going to force you and cuff you down to a bed and put an IV in your arm, and you're going to get nutrients that way. They're going to keep you alive. They don't want you to die. They do understand that would be bad for their uh, their reputation if they were to just allow people to do you know kill themselves with hunger strikes. So they'll just force you to 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 be fed basically. And then what? Then you're sitting in a hospital bed. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hour three's next. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Whatever you want, just take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there on the site totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Um, and, of course, you can take control here, and we're going to let you do that, uh, even if you're crazy. Uh, so let's talk to Sunfast, listening in California for your nightly dose of nuts. Hello, Sunfast. Uh, about fasting, you couldn't be more uh, wrong. In India, they fast regularly to raise awareness and longevity and everything else. But uh, fasting is the old solution for everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, check out... Uh, wow. check out Fasting, fasting will pay my bills, apparently. Really, it makes you. Yeah. There's so many books: fasting mm-hmm. and cancer, fasting at NASA, fasting and immortality, NASA. therapeutic fasting. The system doesn't Fast want you to. Fast all the way do. to the moon. But uh, the main reason I called is about my mom, which is in Who? the office. Uh, uh, my mom, can you take this information and give me a call if any of your listeners I can't can call help you. me I'm out? Sorry. This is the opposite direction of what I'm talking about. My mom is one of the people that was signed up to be cremated, but she wasn't because it boosts uh, jobs and the tax to the few uh, to bury. 
So there was that documentary. So on you're it. saying your mother, in her uh, in her will, stated that she wanted to be cremated, but somebody well, it, that? it's not only in her will. She was supposed to be cremated, but she was buried. Now this is not unusual. Not it's, pro- nice. it's probably routine because this is how the economy boosts jobs and uh, bur- burial. Uh, boosts more jobs than cremation. Well, that wouldn't so, be the economy boosting jobs. That would be fraud. Uh, that would be an, you know, an, an example of somebody lying and not doing what they said they were going to do. It has, well, the whole economy revolves around job tax, so war on everything, no, including us no. and the environment. No, the um, economy will exist without taxes, as a matter of fact. So you're wrong in your statement. Well, that that's, it, that's it the government's function is to create work. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. Tax no. They the never students, create. So they might create work, but they'll always destroy more work than they create. They're not creating productive Whenever you, value of yeah. Work. You, you could you can you can take money from people and use that money to to hire other people I'm to do the, some um, jobs, yeah. and you can create work that way. But the problem is, as soon as you take money out of the economy, you destroy jobs. Well, so it's it's, it's not, never going to be a, it's, it's never going to be a, some money. The few, you know, the shadow government, whoever you want to <laughs> call it, in the back gets those trillions from from the tax. Look at the first 10 yellow pages of your, uh, uh, yeah. you know, yellow You've pages, and you'll see all government Actually, jobs, big yeah. jobs like weed abatement, pest, animal control, mm-hmm. fire control, parks, wrecks, fish. So games. where are you going with yeah. all this? Again, those are all you jobs know, all that are taken. All of that is destroying our environment, and war, justice, uh, health care, you know. So would you, would you say that the government should be eliminated entirely? I'm saying that it's called, oh, well, we've got to stop industry or we'll sink. There's stop a rising industry? water Is vortex from all this. I just uh, want to make sure I'm, I'm hearing you yeah, correctly. Yeah, the cosmos can't keep up with us. You said there, stop the industry. Like so lab. would that mean that you would prefer to no longer have a toothbrush? Toothbrush? You know, all of these things were taught us, conditioned us. Uh, you know, nobody, <laughs> uh, nature doesn't use toothbrushes. That's, that's not the point. The point is... Something worse is happening than toothbrushing. But on the good side, we can have eaten overnight. The sun will dry so, the water, the oil, uh, <laughs> you know. Let me just dead, focus whatever. in on this but now uh, I'm going to sun the fest. Dead, okay? Sun fest. I, I have many questions regarding I, I, your viewpoint. I, I, I want to answer your I just want to understand. I, I mean, you've been calling the show for weeks now, and I really I don't understand where you're coming from. You said you wanted to get rid of industry? Well, industry, that waste tax, that job tax... I don't know what it, a job tax is. It's creating what, jobs. Okay, like no, when Booster... That, okay, no, when you Booster, don't create things you. by taxing people. That's stealing money from folks. What industry would you like to get rid of? Do you want to get rid of all industry, all you know, all companies that provide products try, and services? If you, uh, hear me out, because uh, no, you I know, know because I, you know, I know about this from. Can you uh, answer the question? The, the problem, the, well, uh, the thing about I, I want to hear you out, but you need to focus because you're all over the map. I'm not. Oh, well, you are. Um, <laughs> I'm I haven't hardly said anything other than to reply, respond to what you said. What? Just okay. trying to get you to focus on one subject, and okay, that's why Ian's asking you some questions so that you that can you, respond. That you want. If we try to stop industry one at a time, the way the nonprofit organizations have been doing. There is a squeeze bulge. Uh, you know, if we try to uh, say no. you want to stop research, okay, research got worse. We tried to stop war. war. No one has ever Why tried to, stop, to try war. stop research. Yeah. Who is we? No one has ever tried to stop war. War has continued ac- across you know the the generations. 
I think, I think we she's lost gone. her. Don't worry. She'll call again. I think the shadow <laughs> government got her. Not tonight, though. Uh, the, the regular government's okay, but the shadow government is just bad. <laughs> yeah, right. The regular government's just fine. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. See, it's the job tax, the fasting, and the economy. We've got to get rid of industry. I get it now. <laughs> Go fast, get rid yeah. of industry, Woo. and stop research for some reason. It will be fine because the sunshine will feed us all. Mm, that's right. One eight, we got to hook her up with that Bretherian guy. Remember we interviewed yeah. that guy a long time ago who who believed uh, allegedly that uh, you could get all the nutrients you need by not eating? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> you get it right from the air. Although, he actually, when we pushed him, he ended up admitting that he does eat hamburgers. But that's all. Well, it was part of the diet that it, you didn't actually – you didn't gain sustenance from double quarter pounders with cheese and uh, french fries and a, a Diet Coke. Um, that, but that was part of the diet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were getting your nutrients from breathing, uh, but you, he wanted to eat. Hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he would get along well with uh, Sunfest. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We go to uh, someone calling themselves Ian's mother in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> Hello? Hello? You're on the air. Ian, what are you doing? Who is this? This is your mother, Ian. Yeah, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Uh-huh, where? Sarasota. Oh, yeah? How are you listening to the show? With my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you want to share today? Make me laugh, Mom. Ian, I think, I think you need to behave yourself. You're getting arrested too many times. I have to agree with you. I was arrested three times last year, and uh, that, uh, that was a lot of time. I've never been arrested that many <laughs> times in one year before. See, so this year... Some of those shouldn't count, though, because you really did not anticipate that you might get arrested. Well, you know, whenever you're doing activism and the police uh, are around, there's always that chance. So so I agree with you there, Mom. You're right. I mean, it was a lot of arrests. I'm facing five charges now, five misdemeanor counts. So, you know, I may end up going to the pokey. You know what? My mom wouldn't laugh at me like that. Thanks for the call. (laughs) Your mom has a really deep voice. (laughs) Right. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything that you want as we uh, continue here. And Mark, I I know that you had something you wanted to tell us about here uh, tonight, as I understand it. Uh, A border guard has been fired because he spoke out on an issue that he, he had an opinion on? He didn't even speak out that much. Uh, he just, uh, I think it was casual conversation is how this went. This is from Raw Story um, at rawstory.com. A former border guard who says he was fired for suggesting to a co-worker that marijuana should be legalized has filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Border Patrol. Hmm. In documents filed in a federal court in West Texas last week, Brian Gonzalez alleged that he lost his job in 2009 after telling a colleague on the Mexican border that he believed legalizing marijuana would reduce drug war violence. He is right. Right. Well, that doesn't, it doesn't really matter whether he's right or not. Uh, Gonzalez was issued a termination letter stating that he was wow. fired because he held personal views that were contrary to the core characteristics of Border Patrol agents. Wow, that's amazing. Which are amazing. patriotism, dedication, and esprit de corps, according to what? the lawsuit. Es- esprit? Esprit de corps. How do you spell esprit? That's a word I've never heard before. E-S-P-R, uh, E-S-P-I-R-I-T. Esprit. Es spirit hmm. okay is French. I get you. <laughs> it means spirit of the core, spirit of the 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 group. Gotcha. But border guards firing has drawn the attention of law enforcement against prohibition, an organization of current and former law enforcement agents who are fighting to end the war on drugs. Whether you think 
we should legalize drugs or not, you have to support the right of a brave of brave law enforcement law enforcers like Brian Gonzalez to exercise the First Amendment and share their views on policies that impact them on a daily basis. We'll come back with more. 800-259-9231. E-S-P-I-R-I-T? Spirit. It's not in the dictionary. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website. We've got a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can get interactive. The cam is there for you. And uh, the chat room built into the same page. So that's how you can interact with other listeners at the same time as you watch the show. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. And it's brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off list price. They also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. So we're talking about a uh, news story that is particularly outrageous. Uh, the government people have now decided that you can't even have opinions that are differing from the government if you're working for them. Uh, it used to be that you could work for the government as long as you did your job. You could hold whatever opinion about it as you wanted but in the case of this Border Patrol agent who spoke out, I guess, amongst his coworkers, was it? Uh, uh, you're, you're making his stand seem so much uh, larger than it was. He, he happened to be out, uh, you know, what appears to be on patrol at the Mexican border mm-hmm. in uh, West Texas with a coworker. And it sounds like it could have just been an offhand con- comment to the, sec- to, the, to the effect that, hey, you know, if they legalized marijuana, it would diminish the violence uh, in, inherent in the drug war. And... Uh, the the coworker apparently didn't like his opinion, mm-hmm. and maybe they had a couple of words back and forth on it or whatever. But you know, the coworker decided to employ the force of government to uh, to back up his word, and the you know the government came after him, uh, basically fired and him, fired him, yeah, fired him for is, saying that uh, he he was not patriotic, uh, pa- patriotic, is, dedicated, and didn't have a spirit of corps. Th- that is so just atypical for a government bureaucrat to be fired. I mean, normally we've seen news stories where 
these enforcer type people in the government's executive branch have committed murder and rape and they've you know arson they have just things done. they should be going to jail for for a very long time right. in, a, in the normal and they aren't fired world. for those things in a lot of cases well they, if they're found guilty case- of them they are but often uh, because they, they they have a different form of justice for people who work for the government specifically law enforcement officers than they do for the rest of us these things it's it's just harder to convict them it's the very the system rare. works for them instead of against them. You're right. It's very rare they're found guilty. Uh, but also, even in the meantime, while the even if they are going to trial, in the meantime, they're still allowed to keep their jobs and they're on uh, like paid suspension or whatever. Typically, in those situations, we're going to suspend you and give you a vacation uh, for you know indefinitely while we investigate you, etc. Uh, this guy was fired right out the gate for making a political statement. It's just incredible. In an exclusive interview, Gonzalez told the Raw story that he was questioned by, Cust- by Customs and Border Patrol's Office of Internal Affairs. A <laughs> confrontation be a drug dealer if he believes in what? <laughs> a confrontation that felt to him more like an interrogation. Wow. I was asked if I wanted to overthrow the American government, he said. <laughs> I was asked if I was a socialist. Yes, I am personally going to overthrow the American government. <laughs> Are you a socialist? <laughs> wow. <laughs> if he was a socialist, he'd be in good company What's the big the deal government? about being a socialist? Like half the population is socialist. They don't. No, no. They, but the, the, you see, the thing about the term socialist is you're not allowed to use it to describe yourself if you are, oh. in fact, a socialist. It's, it's getting less taboo. I quite, don't know. Quite a lot that's less true. taboo. Let's talk days. to Dave. People listening. are calling themselves communists. Pretty, pretty widespread these days. Dave is with us, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Dave. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, you godless heathens. Well, uh, actually, we're all uh, <laughs> we're all Quakers on this show. At least on the Tonight Show. Not every night. Uh, not every uh-huh, co-host uh-huh. is a Quaker. You're growing hemp, aren't you? That's why. And <laughs> yeah, you it's... grow that hemp out there. <laughs> hey, if this guy had been a New York City school teacher, he'd still had his job. He probably got promoted. Um, <laughs> If, if you get a job in a jewelry store, and I know the government's screwed up and they're good at basically, you know, breaking things and killing people. Yep. That's why the military is not the only legitimate excuse for federal revenue. But anyway. No, it's not this either. Guy, this guy walked into a jewelry store and said, I want a job working here. But, you know, I got this problem with kleptomania. It's probably not going to get hired. I mean, at, at, this guy probably should have been reassigned. I don't know about fired. Why? You he know, just has an opinion about uh, drug policy, and he's right. Well, it's a pretty sensitive area. And, and that's the second thing, and I'm going to straighten you guys out right now. Excellent. About the drug, I okay? love that. Okay. You, you, you like the weed, right? You think, ah, you know, everybody ought to be free to smoke the weed. I think people ought to be free if to I... put whatever chemicals they want in their body. It's your body. Oh, you yeah, do what okay. you want with it. But we could talk about oh, it. Yeah, here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you sit down next to somebody in a public place, and I mean public in a restaurant somewhere where... If the you know the property owner decides he doesn't want that activity, he can boot him out, or he can allow it. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, I'm not a big anti-smoking Nazi. If you if I sat down next to you and I had a beer, it wouldn't affect you. If I sat down next to you and I lit up a cigarette, it might annoy you, but it's not going to have any adverse effect. The problem, you know, and I'm just as much a libertarian as you guys. Doesn't sound you can't it. light up a joint. <laughs> you, well, you can't light up a joint next to somebody. And it not have some effect. Don't come in my damn restaurant where I allow you to smoke joints. Well, yeah, right. It's like going into a hookah restaurant. But if you, what what I'm saying is, you know, walk around outside, and you get around people in a setting. Uh huh. Okay, and it's it's uh, maybe the owner hasn't posted it either way. You know, you can't if as long as you don't exhale. 
you're not going to be a problem. You are so <laughs> ludicrous. Have you ever have you <laughs> have you ever actually been around people who have smoked cannabis before? I was to one party. Me being a good conservative, I don't go to such places. Uh, but I did go to one. I thought you were I as libertarian as us, and now you're a conservative. Well, you know, it's the same thing. It's just we conservatives know why we do what it's we do. It's okay? not the same You guys thing. are just down the wilderness. This is the problem okay. with the term libertarian is people like Glenn Beck and Neil People Bortz want to be called libertarian. Have been, uh, have, yeah, and by the way, Glenn Beck and Neil Bortz are both on WXNT <laughs> and Indy. These are people who like the term libertarian because it makes them sound different, and of course they're really just conservatives masquerading. It makes them sound like they're live and let live well, type the, people. The other difference is we conservatives like to drop Terrorists. I don't know, you guys. Uh, you know what? We can go. We can talk about that here that. in a moment. If hey, you, let's if get you back want. to the subject. Here. Dave, yeah, yeah, I really want to focus on this idea. That First off, hold, no, no, no. Hold on. You said you went to a party. You said you went yeah. to a party one time and there was marijuana around. Yeah. And yeah, and did, I left. Did you get I a contact buzz off of that? Is that what you're alleging? Well, actually, I'm a limousine driver too, and uh, I had people in the limo and. Wouldn't you want to believe that they broke out a joint? I bet they do. I got a contact buzz off of that. You, you said you did get a buzz off of that? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can and, tell if you're getting a little loopy. Well, I. <laughs> I mean, maybe you I guys suppose can, if you, you know. are in a closed in, <laughs> if you are in an enclosed place like a limousine, then yeah. yes, it's possible. Yeah. I suppose you could catch a now, buzz. And remember, it's your limousine. You get to decide whether or not somebody lights a joint up in, in there. In, in a perfect world, we're all going to have big signs on the outside of a private property saying what we do allow, what we like. You don't have to have a sign. Allow. You could just tell somebody. Right. Well, they they have no most, business. By default, well, most people most by default, most smokers of, say, tobacco, which is not illegal right now, do not presume that they can smoke in your car. They ask you, do you mind if I light up, right? Right. So Why do you think yeah. see pot is so different? Right. So if pot wasn't illegal, then they likely would have asked you if it was okay to light up, and then you would have been able to give your opinion. Well, hang on. Not if just Dave, opinion. I want to come back. Yeah. He mentioned the terrorist thing. Let's talk about that, too. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind hanging with us, we will bring you back for more of this discussion. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site totally free. So head over there and do that. Uh, and by the way, the features on the site include our mobile site. You've got a smartphone. You can go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our streams and the podcast. That's m.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. 
The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduates, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. As a matter of fact, it's the Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program, and it's uh, people get placed in uh, think tanks in Washington, D.C., around the United States. Uh, some of them have uh, gone on to work for the Cato Institute and uh, many other think tanks. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up to receive updates and reminders. There's a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. It's a great opportunity. Libertarianinternships.com. All right. I think Dave is still with us. Uh, Dave, listening in Indy to WXNT. Are you there? Oh, that's funny, Dave. Very funny. You know, do I get a stipend for hanging on so long? Did you want to hang on so long? Because clearly you decided to. How, right? how many? How many, how many you are, Dave, you are forced to do a lot of things. Hold on, you Dave. You were forced by your customers to to smell marijuana smoke in your uh, in no, your actually, uh, limousine. No, You're forced by us to listen to uh, to to listen to commercials and things that that make this, this business show, run, right? just like your business runs. But you're such a brave conservative, you'll drop a terrorist in a second, don't, won't you? <laughs> Oh yeah, if they're pointing a gun, I mean, yeah. So now, is that how you know what a terrorist is? The last time you got through to Rush Limbaugh, drugs, or do you want to talk about jihadists? The last time you got through to Rush Limbaugh, how how many times have you been held over through through the? To the next I segment. I've been lucky enough to get through to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that, that's beca- that's because <laughs> he doesn't want to hear what you think, dude. <laughs> and he doesn't not- care about you. You know, I'm like 100 percent right, where he's like 99 percent right. <laughs> you, you guys could learn a lot. From What's me the one percent? I'm curious. What's the one percent you disagree with Rush Limbaugh? I, uh, apparently, I can I can uh, learn how to not have not enough. On Come on, Mark. I want to get an answer to this question. I'm sorry. What, what did you say? He is not on board with the fair tax just yet. We're about to talk him into it. Yeah. Fair, fair tax. tax. Like, there's well, an oxymoron for you. Fair Mike tax. Mike Pence is not going to run for president, which, you know, kind of sucks. I like Mike. Herman so, Cain has got an outside shot. Let's go back. I don't care about politics, dude. Guy. Let's go back to the, uh, the yeah, idea. Don't worry. They're all, they're all going to treat you like crap once they get in there. Uh, let's, let's go back no. to the idea about dropping a terrorist. What does that mean? <laughs> that means it's kind of a rough way of saying... Uh, reducing your adversary to room temperature so that they do not <laughs> they do not harm anybody else. Now, what are typically? The- I'm talking about jihadists. The connotation is that yes, they're Muslim, and they also believe in something called the verse of the sword. Now, the verse of the sword says, "In the sacred months, blah blah blah, slay the unbelievers wherever you find them." It's in their book. Uh-huh. Well, also, Jesus said uh, he came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. That's in the, the Bible, too. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in those uh, books. Uh, probably not against innocent people. I'm just, just taking a wild <laughs> guess. <laughs> they, I'm just, uh, just a wild guess. All I'm saying is, is your well, book says a lot. All you have to do is go back a little bit in that book, and you'll find the Old Testament where uh, Moses told the Israelites to go in and slay everyone in the city except for the virgins. They could keep them for themselves. What do you suppose they did with them? Well, he called out the Hittites and the Medites and the whateverites. They raped them. They raped those young girls. God told the Israelites to rape the young girls, apparently. You have a copy in front of you. That's very interesting. I I don't have a copy in front of me, no. No, but you've read it like nine times. He has it almost memorized. You probably rolled with it, didn't you? What's that? You probably needed rolling papers, and well, you just dude, ran I've out of that. I've totally <laughs> done that. I've totally done that. That was the first time I ever smoked pot. I smoked well, you know that, Bible papers. Well, well if you're in a hotel and there's no paper around, there's always the Bible. So. I was right about you guys from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I, I, bet, I, I bet there's not a one of you in there that has your hair 
cut right over the top of your ears. Um, all you of know, us I, have, I have never made rolling papers <laughs> all out of us have our ears over our ears. Uh, Can we stop ears. interrupting I, one another here, please, Mark? Thank you. Dale. I've never, yeah, I've never uh, made rolling papers out of a Bible, but I did draw a comic about someone making rolling papers out of the Constitution. There you go. Probably a Ron Paul supporter. Yep, I, I, I was a Ron on, Paul supporter. I actually like Ron Paul. What's his son, Rand? Maybe you should listen to Ron Paul a little bit closer, because he doesn't sound well, anything he, like he Rush Limbaugh. He's against the foreign policy. Oh, you mean like leaving people right. alone? Like creating terrorists. Like well, the founding fathers alone, wanted? Well, if they leave us alone, we get along just fine. You mean if like they the, leave us alone. Dave, you mean like the founding fathers wanted with a non-interventionist foreign policy? Is that, uh, is that your problem well, with Ron Paul? And not having a standing army between wars? Except when they had to go send people out to fight the Barbary Pirates. Oh, they didn't that, have to do that. Sorry. Nobody had to. The, you did not have well, to do that. They pretty much had to. They were pretty much destroying the no, uh, it was whatever a, American Jefferson, shipping was. Thomas Jefferson admitted that that was a violation of the Constitution um, at, at the time when he was the third president of the United States. The sending well, out of the Were they, were they in territorial waters or were they in what was considered international waters? What difference does it make? Sure does, they... the, does the United <laughs> States government have jurisdiction in international waters? Well, no. Well, technically, nobody does. Well, technically, no. Then, tech, as far as I'm concerned, but if, if, you, if, if you have a ship that has you know your flag on it, you don't have a ship. Waters. Hey, you've got a limousine. You don't have any ships. The fact is, <laughs> you the United States. Calm down, son. You need to smoke better weed. You're, I don't smoke weed. I'm not. I'm not the weed smoker in in the in the group. What I'm telling you okay, anyway. is, the United States government doesn't have any more business protecting shipping than it does protecting tourists. I mean, do we send a soldier for every person that decides <laughs> they want to go to Palestine and buy postcards? What kind of sense does that make? Well, of course not. If they want a ship, then they need you're to... actually offended by that, aren't See, you? See, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the interrupting here, right, Ian? No, you were interrupting Dale earlier, that's all. I'm a guest. What's up? You know you're not that? a guest, you're, you're really, a caller. <laughs> we can get rid of you whenever we I'm want. I'm a contributor, and a damn good one. <laughs> Thanks, Dave, for the call. You can contribute another night. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, we all used to be conservatives. We all used to be the same It's the same as Dave. You know, all over the place. Yep. D- no no principles to your beliefs. Rush uh, is right, though. Yep. Rush is right. 99%. <laughs> Only 99%, though. 1-800-259-9231. All the fair Rush tax. Yeah. If Rush agreed on the fair tax, then he'd be more like Neil Bortz, and then, you know, that would be a little too libertarian, right? Uh, fair tax, right. By the way, we actually had the fair tax people on the program. Uh, one of the, the guys, their spokesman for the fair tax. Yeah, when did Rush back. Limbaugh do that? We had uh, them on for like, what, it was like an hour and a half. It was a really long interview and uh, addressed a lot of the issues with the fair tax and I think a very complete manner. It's, uh, you know, maybe you could argue that it is a, a step better than the income tax. So. Oh, I'm willing to go for the fair tax if they rescind the 16th Amendment. That's not bloody likely. But that's what, you know, you want my support for the fair tax. Let's re- include in the proposal the, uh, the, the the 16th Amendment must be rescinded. They're not then doing you're, that. Then you're going to have my support. But they're, they're not doing that. They're just, uh, the, some of the supporters are hoping that the 16th Amendment would be repealed in right. that instance. No, the government, if, if, you, if you pass the fair tax, all you're going to have is the United States government with a sales tax, too. Yep. Bigger, more, bigger, more intrusive government, and the added bonus, every American's a welfare queen. A, a very hidden kind of sales tax, too, because it was the, the way it sounds like it'd be done is you wouldn't really see it. You would just think it's part of the cost of what you're buying. And, and it, would be, it, yeah. it would be hidden the way a lot of taxes are hidden. There's a lot of taxes and um, regulations and policies and and other things that cost us a lot of money, they're just hidden in the cost of the things we buy. Let's talk to Sid in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sid. Sid, what's on your mind? Good evening, guys. Howdy. Hey, you are at number 17. I think you're headed for a record. Number 17 of what? What does that mean? 
mutant callers in a row. <laughs> That's all we get, man. Are you trying to help us? <laughs> help us get the record. <laughs> Make that 18. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I, I, let me tell you, you make my, my Friday nights so good because I can't stomach the television. So oh, I, 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 I turn on the radio, uh, you know, Streamlink, and, and tune you guys in, and sure enough, man, the mutant calls start, and it's great. You, you, you've got a, a wide, uh, diverse uh, group of listeners, all of whom are hum, uh, all of whom are uh, mutants. <laughs> well, I don't know if all of them are, but certainly our callers. See, there's a difference between the, the listeners and the callers. Uh, listeners, uh, you know, most for the most part, listeners don't ever call talk radio. So, you know, 99... That's why they're called listeners. Yeah, exactly. But, that <laughs> but, you, can't, but you can't necessarily say they're mutants because you've never talked to them. So, um, thanks, Sid, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com Four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Hey, Mark, what is SACL-CAI? SACL-CAI is a company that handles collections, uh, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. Let's continue taking your calls about what you want. Gibby is on the line in Ohio. Hello, Gibby. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, I want to get in tonight to, um, about uh, running for Congress and mm. all the things all the things associated with it. Um, I'm from uh, southwest Ohio in the 2nd District. Uh, Republicans are dominant in this this area, but um, uh, I wanted to discuss a candidate running for uh, for uh, Congress. Is that you? Uh, name, well, I I would be one of the candidates. Yes. Okay. Um, what what are, what is your uh, platform? Um. I don't have a platform. Uh-oh, um, that's bad. Do you have any issues? Usually you have, uh, when you're running for a political office, you have two or three uh, main issues that you want to focus your campaign on. Do you have those? Right. Uh, the Federal Reserve is obviously uh, something uh, I'm going to concentrate on. Okay. Um, what do you want to concentrate on doing to it? Well, abolishing it, number oh, that's one. Pretty you good. got my vote. How, what do you think about foreign wars? Foreign wars... Um, only if only if um, it's, it serves a greater cause, mm. which I don't see any any foreign wars do that. 
But uh, and then okay. also the uh, sixteenth taxes on the sixteenth amendment. We can do away with it. The, um, there, there are a whole a whole host of. Uh, so basically, you're probably not going to succeed in this election attempt. Then, it seems right? unlikely. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. if you're running on, on liberty-minded <laughs> uh, viewpoints, then you, you're probably not going to. It's probably not going to work out for you. What was your plan to run as a uh, Republican, Libertarian, Democrat? I mean, what was your plan there? Be an independent. Yeah. Um, mm. What are the ballot that, access provisions like for independents in Ohio? Um, well, as far as I know, you have to have uh, 2,500 signatures on a petition. And, is that from um, the one district that you're going to be running for? Yeah. Well, make it sure you get doable. Yeah, make sure you get double that amount of signatures if you want to get true. on the ballot, because um, you know many people well, will uh, will sign uh, a petition whether or not they're going to vote for you is something entirely different. I I think everybody right. deserves to be on the ballot, so I'll sign any of those things. I yeah, was that, going, I was I'm shooting for probably about ten fifteen thousand signatures just to be safe. That's pretty safe. Yeah, double should probably do it. Um, but but yeah, you'll definitely get some signatures that won't get validated. So once you get on the ballot, as uh, let's presume you jump past that hoop. Now you get those signatures. Does that mean there's no financial requirement as well? Meaning you don't have to pay a fee of some sort to uh, to get on. Well, independence the big the biggest difference between an independent and anybody else, and, and that includes Merk, uh, Murkowski and Lieberman and Sanders. But the difference between them and and an, and a true independent is they're they don't they don't caucus with either party. They they just they're on their own completely. And 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 another big thing is that they don't have to have money. They, I mean they don't have to get they don't have to collect money for the campaign. I mean besides their own and and the filing fee and things like that. That's the big thing right there. What wait? What's the big thing? I'm sorry they, that there well, is no filing as, fee. There's a filing fee, but I mean that's that's the only thing. Uh, on the money part. What do they charge you that, for that? Uh, as far as I know, it's $85. Have you ever run before for any uh, any any position? No, I've never run for anything. Um, but, uh, well, I, I tell all, you what, I, I wish you the uh, the best of luck out there. I mean, it's always nice to hear people thinking they can change things. Uh, I, I understand that that's how I used to think. I used to think that working within the system was going to really uh, do something, and then I discovered that uh, people don't care about independent candidates, and uh, you know the, the press, the news media certainly doesn't care uh, about them. They very rarely will bother to report on them, and eventually I gave up on politics in Florida, and I moved to New Hampshire, where actually it turns out that politics is actually possible. Um, here, you can typically get on the ballot for, like, what, is, what does it take to get as a uh, representative? I don't know that, but I know in a city council. I personally know a good two bucks. number of representatives in the New Hampshire state house. Yeah, so. and uh, they, got, they got in with relatively low uh, campaign budgets, and uh, you know, the requirements to get on the ballot are much, uh, much easier here. Uh, but I, I do wish you the best of luck, and let us know how it goes, all right? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Another thing about running for political campaigns is you've got to be – you know, a real people person. You've got to be able to get out and, you know, get your word out, press the flesh, kiss babies, that kind of thing, and speak. And I have to say that uh, he wasn't the most compelling of speakers. He seemed a little lost. He seemed a little uncertain of himself. Yeah. And that's not – maybe he – maybe, you know – The, the, maybe the limousine be, guy who was before him I think was a very compelling speaker. He might have been, uh, you know – 
good for good for that uh, kind of you know doing the politician bullcrap. Right. Maybe Gibby will be, be you know better on stage. Maybe he's just different on the phone on a talk yeah. radio show. Uh, so I don't know. I can't speak to that. But just you know, my first impressions are hmm, this guy isn't you know the most uh, compelling. Well, stage. I mean, it, running as an independent, it's extraordinarily unlikely that he's going to win anyway. So it's this just really practice. Um, and you know. Uh, he, getting involved and feeling like you're doing something, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, all the best to him, but I, I, you know, they, there's a two party system for a reason. Mm-hmm. They keep they do their very best to keep people out. Getting on the ballot, that's the first little bitty hur- hurdle. One of the problems with being an independent in the political system is that it doesn't mean anything. Right. I mean, okay, Democrats, Republicans, we can also say that doesn't mean much either because they waffle on the issues based on whatever their party decides down the line. Uh, But at least with at least with those political parties, you can at least have some kind of concept for who you're dealing with. Like when somebody appears on the ballot as the Socialist Workers Party, you you know, you pretty much know you're dealing with a socialist in that case. Uh, when somebody appears on the ballot as a Green Party candidate, you get some idea of what the person is uh, is about. And as an independent, you don't even have that. I mean, yeah. that, you unfortunately, the reality of politics is, and you've pointed this out before, Mark, is that some people just walk in. They don't know what the heck they're doing. They look at the names on the ballot and they decide based on that. Or I they'll mean, decide based on party. And that's a large that's, amount of people decide based one. on party. <laughs> right. It's and, a D or an R next to the name. It, you know, if certainly some people will vote for you simply because you're an independent. But most people are going to say, well, the independents can't win. So I'm going to vote for the Democrat and the Republican. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's a that's a smart way of thinking. It's wasted vote syndrome, as it's called. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make sense from a mathematical standpoint. It's the same standpoint. with libertarians. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, the libertarians have had that cross to bear for a long time, and they haven't gotten anywhere. But a libertarian candidate uh, may or may not do better than an independent candidate. It just all depends on the, the kind of news coverage that the, the candidates get. And as I pointed out before, it's very rare that uh, third-party candidates, regardless of whether there's a party or an independent, uh, will get those... Uh, We'll get that kind of news coverage, or as even close to as much coverage as the Republican and Democrat. I, I love. That. I just it makes me think back to the the Simpsons episode when two like evil aliens were exposed as both the Democrat and the Republican <laughs> presidential candidates, and they were like out to take over the world and enslave humanity. And he's like, you have to vote for one of us. And then the libertarian comes out, and he's like a normal human. He said, well, you can vote for me. And the you know the evil alien says, ha ha, yeah, go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Mike in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing, hey, Ian and Mark? And Dale's here too. What's on your mind tonight, Mike? Hey, uh, yeah, I just did some uh, jury duty uh, about a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah, here, yeah, it was kind of crazy, man. The guy had uh, ten, uh, like pink pills in his pocket. He ten? What? I'm sorry, you fade out a little bit there. Uh, he ten what? Ten uh, pink pills. Kind ten of like it pink in it. pills. So, gotcha. Yeah, so. he was, I think they were, I don't know the exact uh, what they're going to give him. Maybe it sounded like a one to like ten years, maybe. For having like ten vices. So he had pills that he didn't have a prescription for. Is the idea? Right, and that was the whole thing, man. And he could have got a prescription and this and that. And they brought in all kinds of witnesses. The whole thing was just kind of ridiculous. And you made it on. I have to, you know, we have to shorten this because yeah. we're we're short on time. But you made it on to the jury. Yeah, I made it on, and uh, and uh, it was like six to six. They were gonna. Uh, it was a hung jury, and then I kind of convinced four more to go. You know, convinced them not guilty, but they nice. couldn't do it. A hung jury, so I kind of, kind of, you know, stood up for freedom. So. So I you did, so you did no use way. jury nullification then. You uh, you voted yeah. not guilty because you believe that uh, that law shouldn't be there, right? Right, exactly. And, and the judge kept saying, you 
But you have to obey the law. The law is what I say and nothing else. And he, mm. he read the law. It was like 20 minutes. You couldn't understand it. It was ridiculous. Oh, gosh. And I told the jury, I'm telling the jury, I said, you can't. You can't put this. You can't, you can't put this guy in jail for that. And they're like, well, the, ju- the judge says we've got to follow the law strictly. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Right. Thank you know, goodness that's, you were there. That's always the dumbest thing. If they wanted the, the yeah. law followed strictly, why do they get a bunch of lay people in there? Yeah. I mean, the jury is supposed yeah. to judge the law itself. I'm glad you were there, Mike. And even though it was a hung jury, not the best of uh, circumstances, obviously you want all 12 to vote in favor of not guilty. Uh, but, it, you know, it's still a Good hung job. jury. Still s- screws the system a little bit. Thank you for the call. It might have Thank saved you. him. You never know. We'll see you tomorrow night. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that, in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com.